You are listening to the Ingenious Podcast, where God's word is shared to build undisputed champions and mighty redeemers. This message is brought to you by the Ingenious Network. Enjoy the message. Blessed be Jesus, the King of Zion, forever and truly in majesty. Our heart is for the beautiful man. We are here to learn how to do great works. You are the one who showed us the way. So, Sultan, come and show us the way. In the name of Jesus. The Son of God, we pray, Amen. Tonight we are talking about doing the great works of God. Doing the great works of God. My, my attempt tonight will be to actually walk us through the book of John. And so we might be reading a lot of scriptures. So bear with me if we are reading scriptures. Because tonight I want you and I to be here with a new idea, with a new thoughts, with a new desire in our hearts. To pursue God in a way we have never done so before. And I believe that if we open our hearts to this word, our life will never be the same. I have three passages I want to start with. They are all in the book of John, so don't worry, we'll be moving step by step. The first scripture is John chapter 1, verse 50 to 51. John chapter 1, verse 50 to 51. He reads, Jesus answered and said to him, Because I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree, do you believe? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, Most assured, I say to you, Hereafter, you shall see heaven open and the angels of God ascended and descended. The second test is from John chapter 5. We are reading from verse 17 to 23. John chapter 5, verse 17 to 23. But Jesus answered them, My father has been working until now, and I have been working. Therefore, the Jews saw all the world to kill me. Because he not only broke the Sabbath, but also said that God was his father, making himself equal with God. Then Jesus answered and said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the Father do, for whatever he does, the Son also does in like manner. Verse 20. For the Father loves the Son and shows him all things that he himself does, and he will show you greater works than these, that you may bow, verse 21. For as the Father raises the dead and gives life to them, even so the Son gives life to whom he will. 
the last passage, John chapter 14, particularly verse 4, but I want to pick it up from verse 11 for context. John chapter 14, 11 and 12. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do, because I go to the Father. Hallelujah. Beloved, when we read these churches, we realize that the Apostle John is always talking about belief and greater works. Belief and greater works. Whenever we talk about greater works, our, our natural mind usually gravitates towards the miracle. But when you read this text, you realize that the, the, what ignites data works is not miracles. Miracles are products. There is something that ignites the miracles. There is something that ignites the greater works. And I, I want us to think of it that Apostle Paul in his writings, Apostle John in his writings, is drawing our attention that believing, not believe, but believing is the key to greater works. And it is not just believing, it is having the understanding of believing and the new creation. In fact, when you read the Gospel of God, there is no way he talks about faith. He doesn't talk about it. 98 times he alternates between believing and belief. So when we read the first scripture, which is John chapter 1, Jesus sees that final sitting under a tree and he comes and says that this is a true Israelite in him. And when he said that, Nathaniel says, How did you know? And he said that you, you are shocked that I am saying this is true. But if you will believe, if you will believe, I will show you greater things than these. Then he sees a scripture there. He says that from henceforth, you will see the angels of God ascending and descending. But you see, naturally, people seem to think that Jesus was giving. That find out a prophecy that I will open your eyes to see angels. But that is not what the scripture is about. He was talking to him about the vision that Jacob saw. That day that Jacob slept at Bethel, what he saw was the Lord standing on top of the ladder, and he saw angels ascending and descending. So Jesus is saying to see, so the prophet says, Nathaniel is an Israelite indeed. So if he is an Israelite indeed, then the expectation of the Israelite is the Messiah. Then he's saying that if you will believe, and he's telling you that you will see angels ascending and descending, he's saying that I am that Lord that you hope for. 
So I am the Messiah that you are waiting for. If you believe. Then in John's Gospel chapter 5, he talks about another point. And that is also what I want to mention before I start reading a lot of scriptures. When I start reading from verse number 19, he says that Jesus answered and said, Most assured, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the Father do, for whatever he does, the Son also in like manner must do. Then he says in verse 20, For the Father loves the Son and shows him all things that he, the Father, does. And he will show him greater works than these. Then he says, He connects it to verse 21. For the Father raises the dead. Then he goes on to say that the Father has life in himself. So the greater works that he was going to show the son was that he was going to give him the ability to raise the dead and also to have life in himself. If you understand what it means to raise the dead and to have life in yourself, Jesus was talking about the glory of the resurrection. The glory of the resurrection is the glory of the new creation. I need to lay this foundation because when we come to chapter 14, verse 12, and he's talking about the greater work that we will do because we are believed. that most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. So what was the works? It was about having life in yourself. Life in yourself. Now, we are going to go on a journey tonight so that you will understand that if you and I are going to do greater works, we need this, this thing. Life in ourselves. And knowing what the Father is doing. These two things. Because whatever Jesus did that signified greater works was what the Father was doing. And what is the Father doing? The Father is doing the new creation. So let's go to the Now, I took my time to follow the Gospel of John a lot for this conference. And one of the things I did was to try and understand why Apostle John was using believe and believing a lot. In fact, when you read the English translation, you don't see the word believing a lot. But if you go to the original translation, which is the Greek, and you translate from the Greek to the English, these are what some of the popular scriptures we know say. He says, you can see that Apostle John in his gospel mentions believing whenever he spoke about eternal life. Not only that, 
The eternal life is what we know as the Zoe life. But when we read the English translation, we get lost. So, John chapter 1, verse 12. John chapter 1, verse 12. As many, this is the translation. This is not what your version will read. This is the literal translation. It says that as many as, however, received him, he gave to them authority, children of God, to be. Now remember, to be is a death. So children of God to be, to those believing in the name of him, to those believing. John chapter 3 verse 16, that's for love. God, the world, that's the son. The only begotten he gave so that everyone believing in him, not to perish, but to have life eternal. John chapter 3 verse 18. The one believing on him, not as judge. The one but not believing already has been judged. John chapter 3 verse 36. The one believing in the Son has life eternal. John chapter 5 verse 24. Truly, truly, I say to you that the one, the word of me hearing and believing, the one having sent me, he has life eternal. John chapter 6 verse 35. Said to them, Jesus, I am the bread of life. The one coming to me never not shall hunger, and the one believing in me no loss shall test any time. John chapter 6 verse 4. This form is the will of the Father that everyone beholding the Son and believing in Him should have life eternal and will raise up Him in the last day. John chapter 6 verse 47 Truly, truly, I say to you, the one believing has life eternal. The key word is what? Believing. Believing. John chapter 7 verse 38 The one believing in me, as has said the scripture, rivers out of the belly of me will flow of living water. Believing. John eleven twenty five. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one believing in me, even if she died, he will live. John chapter 11 verse 26. And everyone living and believing in me, never not shall die. To the age believe you this. John chapter 12 verse 46. A light into the world have come so that everyone believing in me in the darkness shall not abide. John chapter 14 verse 12. Truly, truly, I say to you, 
the one believing in me, the works that I do, also he will do, and greater than these he will do. Now, I end with John's Gospel, chapter 20, verse 31. John chapter 20, verse 31, Apostle Paul tells us the reason for writing the Gospel of John. And this is what he says. These, however, have been written concerning the miracle. These, however, have been written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing life you may have in the name of Him. So, what is the key word? Believe. What is believing? Believing is a habit that forces us into the practice of eternal life. Believing it is the practice that forces us into eternal life. The evidence of believing is greater works. The evidence of believing is greater works. Now, the ability or the enablement to manifest greater works is embedded in eternal life. That is to say, without possessing eternal life, one should not consider themselves as candidates for greater works. What is eternal life? Eternal life, so we, is the thing to enter into doing greater works. So we, is the thing. What is the way or what is eternal life? Now, the way in the Greek concept is the description of living the life of the wealth of the powers above in the present heaven. So, the way actually means living the spiritual life for us as believers. So, way means living the life of the age to come now. Living the life of the age to come now. What is the life of the age to come? The life of the age to come is the promise that God gave us. It is the promise that we will live with God and God will live with us. And we will be able to do everything that He does. That is what Jesus is to model. Whatever the other does is what He did. So when we talk about eternal life, it is not just about salvation. Eternal life is the privilege. It is the new creation life that opens up the realm of God to us to enable us to live the life that we talk about when, when we go to heaven. I will do this, I will do that. So we make that life possible in the So in Matthew, God chapter 6. Jesus, when he was teaching his disciples to pray, he said, When you pray, you will pray this way. My Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. In fact, when you read the gospel, Jesus said that there is a food I have to eat. And that food is called doing the will of God. 
You see, anybody that does the will of God will enter into the realm of doing greater works. Because you see, it is the life of the Father in us that we are able to manifest to do the greater works. And the way life is difficult to manifest now, let us not be deceived. If it was easy, the day that we gave our life to Jesus, we will be raising the dead. Cripples will be walking. Our shadows will be causing people in the streets to be people will be jumping when they see us. When we back, but we have been Christians for 10 years, 5 years, 6 years. Ask yourself, when was the last time we were able to pray for somebody with fever for ages ago? The reason why we are unable to enter into doing the greater works is because we don't have sufficient life. In fact, Jesus, the Matthew's gospel tells us that Matthew chapter 18, verse 8, he tells us that if it is your hand, that will prevent you from going into that life cut it off. So it means that to enter into the realm where you are living the life of the days to come here, the denial of the body is key. And the body is an enemy to us. Fighting us, preventing us from entering into that realm where we can manifest greater works. In fact, when we read Matthew chapter 19, verses 16 to 21, the Bible says that a young man came to Jesus and said, How can I have eternal life? And Jesus said to him, Go and do the law of Moses. He said, I have crossed that. He said, Okay, go and sell everything and come and follow me. And the Bible says that the man left. You see, if you are not following Jesus, you can't do greater works. And to follow Jesus is hard. Because of the flesh. Because of the passions of the flesh. In fact, the Bible says in the book of Matthew again that why is the road that leads to death? Narrow is the road that leads to life. That life there is the way. So Jesus is saying that, and when you read the text, he says that very few people find it. When it comes to the way, very few people find it. Because the gate enters into that life it is very narrow. So what is Jesus talking to us? He's saying that we need to understand this the way to begin to do the greater way. And the way is about the new creation. You see, the flesh, the Bible says that nothing that is in the flesh can please God. Nothing. And so when Nicodemus came to Jesus, Jesus says, until you are born again, you cannot 
Understanding what God has for us in doing the greater works. In fact, God's guaranteed solutions in Christ for effective, efficient, and impactful living is the new creation. If you want to live an effective Christian life, an efficient Christian life, an impactful Christian life, you need into the life of the new creation. What is the new creation? The new creation, 2 Corinthians 5 17 is said. But we are looking at the two words. The two words is new and creation. New creation. New then means that being made afresh. Being regenerated. That is why when we are born again, we call the regenerated life. So the new death signifies the regeneration, the regenerated life, the new regenerated creation, the regenerated earth, the regenerated heavens. The creation there means original formation. Original formation. So God wants to bring our entire universe to a regenerated and original formation. What does that mean for us? When we have the Zoe life, you see the Zoe life cannot be made by anyone. It is only God that has the power to make it. And God has made the Zoe life and the person who has entered into Christ, who has become the new a completely new human species. You need to believe that. You see, if you and I don't believe that we have become a completely new human species, we will not understand the demands of doing greater works. What does it mean? What is this the way life? Ephesians chapter 4, verse 23 and 24 tells us that this new it was formed in true holiness and it was formed in true righteousness so what does it mean this new creation life is the untainted undefiled and the incorruptible life it is untainted it is truly righteous it is undefiled it is truly holy 
It is incorruptible. In fact, First Corinthians chapter 15, Apostle Paul tells us when we read from verses 40 to 50 that there is a body that is incorruptible. That is the new creation life. The purpose, you see, and if you are going to understand the true formations of the human being or the true intentions of God in doing greater works, you have to understand the temple. The temple is God's design in the earth to ensure that God can exist in two realms or two dimensions simultaneously. God is everywhere. But God is not active everywhere. So the temple was designed to make him active in the earth realm. Among all creatures, no species is known to be having a spirit, a soul, and a body. It is only the human species. So God's original formation for the human species so that we can be spirit so that we can live in the realm of the spirit so that we can be soul and flesh so that we can live in the realm of, of, of man so in order to live the life of the age to come now it means that Jesus created human beings so that we can also exist in two dimensions
to dwell in us. For the child shall die 100 years old. It is a picture of the life of the age to come. And so, in order for us to be able to create that life now, He gave us the Holy Spirit. And when He gave us the Holy Spirit, He said that. The Holy Spirit, when He shall come, He will give us power. In fact, Acts chapter 10, verse 38 says that our God anointed Jesus Christ with the Holy Spirit and with power. What did He do? He went about to do good. The new creation is about showing the goodness of God to the world. The new heaven is about beauty. God wants to show the world that there can be beauty in our world. There can be joy in our world. There can be peace. There can be love. So when the Holy Spirit comes, He gives us peace and gifts, abilities, skills, knowledge to be able to create the new world. And that is doing greater works. So that whether we are a nurse, whether you are a doctor, whether you are a teacher, your profession or your vocation or your career is not just a career or a profession or a vocation. It is your ministry to the Lord. It is, it is your ministry to make sure that the world is beautiful. 
that the world is full of love. So to be as agents of God, we have become agents of his new creation. And so that wherever we go, he wants us to be the ones to let the world go that love is possible, peace is possible, joy is possible, to live in good health is possible. But I see there's a way life is a supernatural life. And this life is powered by the supernatural. That is what he gave us. When we allow ourselves, God will use us to tell Satan that he is still reclaiming this earth. The earth does not belong to him. He said to Jesus that, sit at my right hand until I have made your enemies your footstool. We are the ones he is using to ensure that the enemy is at the footstool of Jesus. Therefore, greater works is the most distinguishing product of the Holy Spirit. And it can only be achieved in the supernatural because it is about living the life of the age to come now. In fact, in Hebrews chapter 6, the Apostle Paul, in talking about those who have been who have received the Holy Spirit, have tasted the gift of the Holy Spirit. He said that he have tasted the powers of the age to come. And if these people they fall away, it is very difficult for them to come back. If you have seen the beauty of heaven and you say you don't want heaven again, it is hard for you to be, to be brought back. So what is God asking of us? Why is it that we don't have sufficient, sufficient life? And I'm ending with this. We don't have sufficient life because we lack certain practices. I cannot go into details because of time. But one of the reasons why we are not having sufficient life is because we don't partake of the communion alone. It says that whatever feet of my body will that life then is for me. So if my and you the only take of once a month. What life are you sustaining? That is why when we read the New Testament, the testament of the community is that whenever they came together, they go to Whenever they came together, whenever they remain to fellowship, they go to Because as we see on him, the life of the age The second one is that we don't pray in the spirit at all. Because we don't pray the earth in building your most holy faith. Pray in the spirit. That pray in the spirit is also for building us up. That we will have to, in the book of Jesus came to show us the talents. 
You see, greater works is the things that abide forever. Every work of God abides forever. In fact, in Revelation chapter 14, verse 12, it says that when they saw that perish, they were crying to God. He said that their works will follow them. So you see, when we talk about doing greater works, some people are thinking about miracles, raising the dead, and I'll become the most anointed man. No, it's not about being the most anointed. It's about the works that will follow you. When we are in the new, real, regenerated world, where Jesus is You see, the reason why some people will be rulers of ten cities, Rulers of five cities, rulers of towns, is because in the end they establish cities for God. They establish nations for God. And so in the life of the age to come, they can be trusted in the nation. They can be trusted in the city. What can God trust you? You want you to go for it. In the life of the age to come, Rolls Royce will be useless. Because wherever I want to go, in the blink of an eye, I will be there. So, when we are talking about the greater works, God is saying that. Think about the things that endure forever. Beloved, we are not to greater works. But if we don't have life, and you see, this life comes when we believe. It's not believing, it's believing. Believing means that all the time, every day, every hour, this call is the call to raise a generation of believing. Believing in miracles. Believing in healing, believing in the power of God, believing in the grace of God. And it's time for you and I to rise up to do greater lives. But it's time for you and I to begin to do the things that will help us to produce Jesus' lives. God bless you for listening. Maranatha, the Lord comes.